Hello and welcome to Raising the Bar and the People Who Make Hospitality podcast. I'm Johnny Blake. And I'm Jana Pusha, and we have joined forces to create some really good content for you. You may have listened to the podcast previously, but now the podcast is even better and even bigger. Raising the Bar is a new place to find out what's happening within M&B, from the horse's mouth to you without any of the waffle. Just real people telling their stories. Hello and welcome to Raising the Bar. I'm Johnny Blake. And I'm Jana Pusha. And a huge welcome to the new year, 2023 is here. We've made it this far. And today we have actually a very special episode, a bit unusual for what we normally do. So, Johnny, I don't know if you want to introduce what we're going to be talking about today. Sure. So 27th of January signifies Holocaust Memorial Day. And I just wanted to share my family story with with you. Um, some of you may know or may not know of my heritage, but I thought today would be a really good day to to have that conversation. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's start from the beginning. What does this day actually mean to you? Sure. So Holocaust Memorial Day is quite significant to me and my family as um, both of my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So mm-hmm. they um, unfortunately aren't with us anymore, but they both survived Nazi concentration camps. So this day is a really important day to educate people about the Holocaust and also to remember um, remember the people that have died and, well, the people that have survived as well and to ensure that nothing like that ever happens again. Yeah, I was just going to ask you what is the importance of that? What is the significance? Because you do hear the argument, people saying that, oh, it's been such a long time ago, why are we still talking about it? Why do you think sure. we're still talking about it? Well, obviously, because... It was such a tragic event and so many people lost their lives, but also the the way that it can just grow into ordinary mm-hmm. people that commit these atrocities. So I'm sure that most of the people in those concentration camps, the, well, the Nazi leaders in those concentration camps didn't grow up thinking that they were going to kill millions of Jews. They probably just, you know, were carrying orders by their seniors. So it was a kind of culture that grew. But for me also, it is obviously important to discuss that one, but there have been other atrocities since as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to highlight the issues surrounding the Holocaust, but also to, like I said, make sure that things like that don't happen again. Absolutely. So I wonder if you can share a bit more of your family history, maybe um, just a bit, bit more about your grandparents. Where were they from? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's on my mother's side, so... My mm-hmm. mother's parents, so Oscar Frey and Ilona Frey, both from Hungary and born into a Jewish family, both of them. Um, and they met in the second city, so Mishkolz is called. And they were married when they were fairly young, actually, both kind of 18 and 20, I think they were. Um, and grew up together, well, grew up in uh, Mishkolz and worked in the family business. So they had a family business that was a bakery and a gelato, or they didn't call it that. It was a nice cream place. (laughs) And it was a very popular place. They did really well. Um, So just running the family business. Then war broke out in the west of um, Europe, obviously. Nazis came along, and there was murmurings that got over to Hungary 
about the way that they were treating Jews. So mm-hmm. in Germany, in even before the war, they started to uh, move Jews into pogroms into certain areas and then when they invaded Poland they did the same and, and moved um, moved Jews into a ghetto so there was murmurings that came across to Hungary of how that they were being treated how Jews were being treated in Europe but it was never really discussed as let's get out or let's move because they felt like the war was further away from them mm-hmm. um, so they carried on they carried on through the kind of early 40s as well and they the war didn't seem to affect Hungary too much at that point um however there were more and more um noise coming over and obviously the Nazis were progressing across Europe um so they a number of the family members moved away there were a few that got out towards um the new world I suppose America Australia some moved across further east as well uh, away from where the Nazis were progressing, but my grandparents decided that they were going to stay, continue the family business, and hope that you know nothing bad happened. So uh, they continued, and then in 1944, um, the Nazis ended up getting to Hungary. So they'd progressed a long way across Europe, as we all know, but they they got to Hungary, and the the funny, well, not funny thing, the crazy thing is that um, the Hungarian government helped and they rounded up all the Jews for them so that effectively they were paid uh, for their Jews. They didn't put up a fight, the, Rus- the Hungarians, they just um, accepted that the Nazis were going to take Hungary and they sold their Jews to to the Nazis and included in that were my grandparents, so my, my gran- grandfather and grandmother, they were both rounded up and moved out of the city and taken to a kind of holding area. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, as probably most of you will know, in 1944, they were the Nazis were very efficient in the way that they were killing Jews. So they had them loaded into trains and separated. In fact, they were separated in, in the city. Uh, and my grandma went off into one train and my grandfather went to a different one and they were transported across to well across many countries my grandmother ended up in Auschwitz Mm -hmm. and my grandfather ended up in Belsen so they were both moved out into concentration camps the only kind of saving grace for them was their age so they had a lot of family members with them old and young that were killed immediately so got to Auschwitz and they were segregated and the younger people that were fit and healthy, they could uh, go to work or slave labour and the yeah. others would go immediately to the gas chambers. So, yeah, like I said, it was extremely efficient at that point And, yeah, the, those concentration camps, they, they knew exactly how to mm-hmm. exterminate people, which is yeah. unbelievable, really. There's a lot of science behind it, was it? It's scary when you learn about these things. How many scientists were working on it? Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there, it's not just um, atrocities of killing people, but they were doing experiments and things. That's yeah, the yeah. other thing that they're quite scary. So there was a very famous doctor in Auschwitz called um, Joseph Mengele. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was the, yeah, he was the key doctor. He was, my grandmother was examined by him, actually. Um, wow. And that's 
thankfully how she was fit enough to work yeah um but yeah there was some awful things going on with uh contraception and mm-hmm. yeah very strange All sorts, yeah. yeah um so yeah my thankfully as i said they were a fit and healthy people that they could end up working in factories mm-hmm. and um uh, yeah they they ended up so the other good not good thing but the other kind of positive side was that um they were they were towards the end of the war so they were transported there in 1944 most of the people that went there in 42 43 were you know not didn't survive it so yeah, the the, major, the majority of holocaust survivors were actually hungarians because they they were taken towards the end of the war so as i said yeah a number of my grandparents family were immediately murdered and taken to the gas chambers but they survived um so they were liberated in 1945 mm-hmm. and didn't know what the fate of each other so they didn't know if they were going to be alive or not and um they ended up in the same refugee camp in austria oh my god yeah so my grandfather ended was there first asked about his wife does anyone yeah. know nothing and then my grandmother found ended up there um in the same refugee camp oh a month a month or so later and found uh, found her husband so yeah amazingly they both survived and amazingly they ended up in the same refugee camp mm-hmm. uh they stayed there for a number of years after that actually as well and they were actually helped by the british red cross as well so it's um, it's you know quite a fitting story that my family end up in britain yeah um yeah but it was a, it's an amazing story for them and um thankfully i got to know them as well so my grandfather he was I was about three or four when he died, so I do remember him, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. But my grandmother, I spent a lot of time with her, and she actually lived in our house. And uh, she probably only died, uh, I think, about eight years ago now. So I got to know her really well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was, she was an amazing woman and obviously went through a lot. Um, but, yeah, she it, she never really spoke about it much, but it was a really, you know, important thing to for me to discuss I think now and also to realise that it's not that long ago mm-hmm. you know this was lady she died eight years ago like I said and we think about the second world war as a long time ago we think about the holocaust as such a long time ago but actually it really wasn't um, and it's fresh in a lot of people's memories Yeah, and I think it's important that we really highlight that especially on holocaust memorial day yeah still living memory for a lot of people is it yeah, I mean, absolutely. You. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm so sorry. I know it's a very hard and emotional thing to talk about. Yeah, you know it is, but I think it's important to to share. And yeah, um, yeah we, you know, I think it's just really that needs people need to be careful and also call out if people are seen to not have extreme views, but start to promote an ideology within a country and obviously there's lots of examples of things happening nowadays of that happening but yeah we just need to be careful to um to remember that these things can be done by ordinary people 
but also kind of is that, yeah. yeah exactly um but we also just need to remember that we we shouldn't let these things ever happen again it's just destroys people's mm-hmm. um existence it's, it's unbelievable yeah what would you say what would you say to someone who maybe didn't really thought about this before or or maybe toying with the idea of being having some controversial opinions what would you say to them well i would say you know it's there's n- not anything wrong with having controversial opinions i wouldn't say because i think i probably do uh-huh. <laughs> the people that know me some of my opinions are quite controversial but what i would say is have debate mm-hmm. have honest conversation educate yourself of the opposite view don't get in don't get stuck down the mire of my view is correct and everyone else is wrong yeah but also i think more than anything hatred is where it goes wrong and Mm -hmm. when people start to say to me about hatred and i hate those people or anything like that that's when it starts to worry me slightly is you know you can dislike someone's opinion you cannot agree with someone else's opinion but when you start to hate then that's when 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 the poison starts to spread i think mm-hmm. yeah i agree 100% agree and i think it's also it's very dangerous is it, when we start to segregate each other start to separate and think actually i'm better than you for whatever reason because you come from a different place yeah absolutely it's like You're we lose right. that face of humanity almost forget yeah. that actually the person in front of you is just a human being same as us yeah yeah, yeah absolutely right and yeah it's i think it's fear of the other as well yeah is that because someone has a, you know different beliefs to me then they must be wrong or you know evil or scary dangerous yeah, yeah exactly where it's fear mm-hmm. of the other and i think that's probably why i wanted to speak about it today is that especially with growing up as a jew not necessarily religious Mm-hmm. culturally racially is that is not necessarily spoken about i think if you are um a black person if you're asian person then people will look at you and see that race yeah whereas with a jewish person it's not so clear you know i'm i'm not religious at all however mm-hmm. i fi- i believe you know i'm culturally jewish and i'm racially jewish and I think that's often why, um, why you know, anti-Semitism maybe isn't spoken about much, um, because it is very ambiguous as to what a Jewish person is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's probably another reason why I wanted to discuss discuss this today as well. Oh, absolutely. What would be your parting wisdom to the listeners on this? I know it's a very hard topic to talk about. Mm. If you draw it a lesson. Yeah, I would say educate yourself, mm-hmm. understand other people's point of view. And yeah, don't forget that these things happen quite easily. You know, they it's not just um, it's it's just regular people, ordinary people that could start committing these atrocities under the name of an ideology. So if you have strong belief in an ideology, that's absolutely fine. But make sure that it's doesn't turn into hatred and also that you educate yourself on other people's point of view and see that Mm -hmm. there are alternative opinions out there and that 
don't get don't get sucked into an ideology that's about hate of another people. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks so much for sharing that today. Yeah, no problem. If anyone else, you know, if it kind of resonates with anyone or they want to discuss things further with me, please do, honestly. I'm quite open and honest about it. Um, I probably haven't spoken about it as much as I mm-hmm. could have done in the past. You know, I think there's probably quite a few people out there that don't know about my heritage and don't know about my past. So, you know, if if um, if you do want to speak to me about it or if you want to kind of have a voice, then please let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do is actually start these conversations. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't know the answers. We don't know what's the right or wrong sometimes, but it's just opening that up because sometimes it's so scary just to, I don't know, possibility of saying the wrong thing. Yeah, it's yeah. The most petrifying thing. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, let's start these conversations. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Jana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe so you don't miss our new episodes. You can also follow us on Frontline Connect. Just search Raising the Bar.